welcome to the Unarmed Forces podcast, everybody. This is a really cool interview, I think, because we're talking to another growing, small, special operations, veteran-owned business, Softly. Uh, I have with me on the phone today, Aaron. Hello, Aaron. Hey, how's it going? Perfect. So, Aaron, if you wouldn't mind, could you just take a brief minute or two and explain to you the community what Softly does and is and what you guys are going for? Sure. Uh, yeah, Softleet is a veteran-owned business, and we design and develop uh, fitness programming, nutritional supplements, and apparel uh, that are all used by special operations forces around the globe. Well, that's awesome. That sounds pretty cool. So how old are you guys? Uh, we are nearing our second year of business. We started on January 1st, 2015. And uh feels like it's been a lot longer. You guys are in the thick of it right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, so this podcast, you know, we talked to a lot of veterans, especially guys who are wanting to be entrepreneurs and get out and start a business. And a lot of what I tell people is, you know, fail fast and fail cheap. So that way you can take your, take your lessons. Can you name probably the biggest failure you guys have had in the past year? Yeah, uh, no doubt. And I will preface that by saying that for anyone listening to this, um, I'm a huge fan of the book, The Lean Startup. And I forget the guy's name who wrote it right now, but I'm sure if you Google it or look on Amazon, you'll find it. Um, and I think that if I had read that book probably a year or two before I did, it would have saved me. I, I don't even know how many thousands of dollars. Um, so I do want to kind of throw that out there. But I would say that the biggest failure that we've had has been when we launched uh, our first board shorts. And we spent a lot of time designing them, making sure that they, they really fit the specific elements that we thought were kind of critical to the performance that we were looking for. Um, and... You know, what we ended up kind of overlooking was really doing some kind of real-world fit testing in terms of the specific sizing. And what ended up happening was, you know, the, the minimum order quantity that we had to make was pretty big for us, especially at the time. Um, but we decided it was worth doing. And, you know, we kind of went all in. And when the shorts showed up, they were all you know, literally at least a size too small. So, you know, the 34s were really 32s and, and so on and so on. Um, not only did this leave us with a little bit of unusable product because we'd made a few 30s. Um, and so basically all the 30s were really 28s. And I think we've sold maybe one pair. You know, I think, you know, we have very, very few customers that have waist that small. Um, and then we didn't end up with some of the bigger sizes because those were sized down. Um, and then is, I'm sure you guys know, you know, we had to go through the whole process of kind of eating crow, you know, putting up on the website that, Hey, we've kind of messed these up, order a size too big. Um, and even that was an internal debate. Do we just fulfill a bigger size for people with an explanation or do we put it on the website, order a bigger size? We knew either way we we're going to have lots of returns um, and hopefully, you know, not too many unhappy customers. 
Um, fortunately, I think that with enough um, communication to the customer saying, hey, you know, these are still great, but the sizing's off, um, you know, we were able to kind of get through it, but it was, uh, so it was definitely was, a waste, yeah, a that waste was gonna, of money. That was going to be my next, my next uh, question is, so how did you get through it? And it sounds to me like um, rapid communication and, and transparency. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing was just communicating with the customer that, you know, the, the label essentially was incorrect. Um, <clears throat> and then just being super nice to people um, and really focusing on just providing the best customer service experience we could. You know, anyone that was unhappy with their sizing, you know, we would make sure that we wanted to fix that for them. Um, so in no way, shape, or form did we ever want to convey if someone got the wrong size, that that was their, you know, hey, sorry, that's your problem. You didn't read the disclaimer on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, not that we would even do that if the size was correct. You know, we'd be, we'd want to we'd want to make sure that our customers are happy. Um, and fortunately, I think you know we're we're extremely lucky uh, to to have a very supportive and. I think understanding customer base for the most part, uh, you know, I haven't, I have been really surprised at how much slack I think our customers have cut us because they really believe in what we're doing and they believe in the brand. So, and you know, we don't take that for granted. Um, we're extremely appreciative and, and feel pretty fortunate to have that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. I, we've screwed up multiple times. We actually just, Communicated. We shot off emails just now. That bomb that went off in in Bagram in November, and uh, the our air logistics supplier stopped shipping out of Kabul and Bagram, right? So all of our Christmas mm-hmm. delivery products leaving out of Afghanistan sat on the deck for the past two weeks. And wow. so we, yeah. So we just literally had to email you know a few hundred people and say, hey, your Christmas present's not going to be there. You're going to get everything except for these items, and. Right. Yeah, most people are pretty cool. Like, hey, we're going to send you a Christmas card explaining what happened. So that gift you were going to give, it's going to be a handwritten gift card you know, from the owners saying, hey, you know, a bomb prevented your Christmas present from getting here. It'll be here shortly. Thank you. Right. And yep. I mean, that's, only, that's the only thing you do is just be truly honest and transparent about what happened. And people are either going to say, hey, I, I appreciate you being honest. I'd really like my money back to buy something else. Or they say, I believe in you. Um, we'll come back and you know, we'll just wait for the product to get here. It's not a big deal. And more often than not, right. people err on the side of, uh, I guess it'd be the latter saying, Hey, we'll just wait. Um, yeah, no, I think, I mean, to speak to that, I will say, and, and hopefully also maybe clarify something, um, <clears throat> just real quick. I think that, uh, you know, well, first of all, I want to make clear to kind of all the listeners out there that, um, softly is a veteran owned company, um, there are four partners, and three of them are veterans. However, I am not, so I don't want to, you know, be putting myself out there as one in case that was ambiguous at all. Um, I met the guys who founded the company years ago, and when Softly was kicking off, it kind of coincided with a uh, transition that was happening in my career. It was just really good timing for me to kind of get involved and help on the back end. Um, and in fact, the reason that I'm the one talking to you guys on the podcast right now, instead of one of them is the fact that, you know, two of the guys are still 
active duty special operations and you know they're literally out there like you know going after bad guys as we speak um and unavailable to do cool things like get on a podcast um, <laughs> but uh you know the other thing is that you know my background was all essentially on wall street trading desks and the first guy that I worked for who was definitely like my biggest mentor, uh, in, in business, in not only the wall street field, but I'd say like kind of career and probably second to my dad in terms of like life mentor. Um, the first day that I worked with him or that I was assigned to him, he turned to me and said, listen, I'm really good at taking bad news as long as you tell me right away. Um, and that lesson has stuck with me. Uh, and in fact, it's something that I hear coming out of my mouth, essentially, like whenever we hire a, you know, a new employee, um, for softly or, you know, any of our other projects. And I think that exactly what you're saying, uh, about communicating with customers, you know, people will respect the fact that if something happens and there's a mistake or whatever, if you talk to them about it, most people are cool. And if you talk to them about it right away, they're cool, right? As long as you you communicate that effectively and immediately. But it'd be another thing if you know you guys just didn't say anything and we're like, well, let's try and get you know get these products here and hopefully it's going to make it. And then on December 24th, when they weren't there, you know, you just send an email out to all your customers, being like, hey, sorry, your stuff's not going to get here, and here's why. I think you know people wouldn't be as understanding in those circumstances. Totally agree. So let's shift gears here real quick. So what do you think your secret secret to success is? Why do you think you guys have been so successful? One one tip or trick? Sure. Uh, I mean, ultimately, it's, you know, for us as a team, it's communication. Um, communication is a challenge for us because Softly essentially works out of a virtual office. But um, kind of the nature of the fact that two of the guys are still active duty. And because of that, we have to effective, we have to communicate effectively. Um, and that includes communicating clearly and calmly. So I think, you know, besides the fact that we're all friends, um, you know, we're all pretty level headed people, I'd like to think, and are pretty objective about stuff. There's, you know, zero, zero butthurt. No one's afraid to throw ideas out that other guys are going to shoot down as not being, you know, the, being the right thing or being, you know, good enough for a strategy or whatnot. Um, and all that is part of, in my opinion, effective communication and collaboration. Without that, nothing else would work. Yep. Yeah, agreed. So, uh, yeah, shoot, move, communicate, right? That's the, the biggest thing is, you know, I even just think about it back in warfare and what people talk about. I just remember this. I'm going to dial back to college here a little bit. I was writing about the, the Germans invading France. Uh, during World War II and why they were able to communicate, why they were able to uh, launch their assault so quickly with such a small force is because they had radios and they could talk. And that's the, the, the one thing that I w always remembered was that if you really want to be lightning fast and devastating, you could take a lightweight team that communicates well and get more done. Um, so yeah, agreed, communication is, is where it's at. So uh, we're big big fans of routine as well. What are, what are some of your routines that you use to, to drive Softly forward? Um, yeah, I mean, without sounding overly redundant, uh, I mean, a lot of them are 
based around communication. Um, you know, the guys that are available, we try and have a daily, essentially, conference call, even if there's nothing to be updated, just to stay in the routine of doing that uh, and be talking to each other regularly. And we all send out kind of like a weekly email update of things that we're seeing in kind of our particular lanes. Um, you know, again, sometimes not everyone is able to do that. Hopefully most of the time they can. And as we move forward, I think, you know, we get better at it. Um, but really, I think the routine is for us right now is just about making sure that no one is getting left behind in terms of information because, you know, we all have, we all have different, um, I think skills that we bring to the table. And if, you know, if we aren't in a routine uh, about communicating with each other, then we don't get the value out of the team that we can. Agreed. Yeah, we, we have that problem as well here at Combat Flip Flops. We all get so busy in our own lanes and, you know, one project will take over and then a guy doesn't hop on a call and next thing you know, everything's out of sync and it'll take the week to catch back up and having that, that daily or weekly communicate or daily or multiple times per day communication set in that rhythm just makes you so much more successful. I think yeah, huddles or scrums. Yep. Uh, it's tough because it takes, you know, it takes time away from working on whatever projects are in your lane to do that. Um, so, you know, how you balance that or set time limits on that is important, but I think doing it is the most important thing. Agreed. Cool. So that's that's it, man. That's the interrogation. You're done. So the, the last ah. question is, is uh, where can people follow you guys? Yeah, so obviously uh, S-O-F-L-E-T-E dot com is our website. Um, and then also facebook.com slash softleadhq is in headquarters um, and at softleadhq on Instagram and as well on Twitter, although I have to admit that we have almost no Twitter presence. I think Instagram and uh, Facebook are really our main channels. Uh, we do post kind of free daily workouts, samples from the programming that people can subscribe to that you know every day we are posting something six days a week it's physical programming and on Sundays is our Sunday gun day uh, where we post firearm drills um, almost all of which are designed by tier one guys so right on. I think we, we, we try and keep the bar pretty high in terms of the quality of product that we're putting out Awesome. Yeah, I follow you guys religiously. I've been following you guys before we even knew each other. So yeah, you guys put out great content, <laughs> great product, and we're just super stoked to be working with you. For those who don't know, we just launched the Softly Die Living Floperator collaboration with Softly. And we also launched it with Zach Carbo, one of our Stokes persons uh, down at the Turkey Boogie in Moab, jumping off of cliffs and space nets and doing all other stuff. So it was a really cool collaboration with Softly to launch the product. If you haven't seen it, uh, go to our Instagram, go to our Facebook, go to all of our websites. We'll have it up on there. So, um, Aaron, thanks for being on the show today, thanks. and we'll talk to you in a bit. Thank you. Yeah, I just want to mention, too, that, uh, Zach's partner in crime, Chris Carnahan, um, who's down there with him at uh, Moab. And I know there were a bunch of other people, but uh, I think, you know, Chris is, is definitely in the, the video 
significantly as well. So I wanted to kind of give him props. But, yeah, thanks for having me out. It's been a pleasure working with you guys. You guys are awesome, and we hope that we can do more together in the future. You will. All right, take care. This is an Armed Forces podcast.